Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi there, welcome to today's episode. One of the things I thought would be helpful is if I went through what my journey has been uh, with money, um, because I didn't kind of like come out like this and sort of knowing what to do. It's it's taken years and lots of reading and lots of mistakes, lots of, lots of things that um, that I've done. So, and that's one of the reasons I do this is to try and help you and other women not have to go through the same things that I did. So that's um that's what I thought I'd share today to also help you realize that you don't have to have it all figured out just to get started. It's it's a journey and and you'll you'll still make mistakes. I still do sometimes as well. Sometimes I'll be like, "Oh boy, I've really I've overspent this this month or you know, last couple of months now time to like pull in the the purse strings a bit too." So we all depending on what's going on with life, it happens to us all. So there's probably five things. So I'm gonna there, there are there could be there could be lots of stuff, but I won't overwhelm you. So I'll probably go through the five key things that I did that um that could be useful for you when I was starting out. Um, and that's first one. I'll just I'll go through them first quickly so that you can you know what what you're up for if you've only got a limited time today. Um, but the first one was salary sacrificing into super. Uh, number two is micro investing. Number three is getting your estate plan sorted. Number four is setting up your money pie with buckets, which I'll go through. Um, and number five is paying off your credit card debt um, and using things like zero balance transfer or 0% transfers to do that. So I'll go into each of them. Some of these, if you've listened to other podcasts I've gone through as well, but they're, they, they're literally foundational. They will apply no matter what, no matter when, no matter where you are in your in your career or your life. These are things to, to focus on. And the first one really is retirement because your best friend when it comes to planning for retirement, it's time. So the sooner you get started <laughs> with the planning, the better. Uh, there are There's levels of detail that you can go into with this as well like understanding what your retirement number is, um, which is basically like how much money do you actually need to have in retirement? And this is where calculators can come in pretty handy. So the Australian government has a Money Smart website. So if you Google, I think it's moneysmart.gov.au, um, they've got quite a lot of calculators on there, which are really good. And you can you put in sort of your details about you know, your age, your current super balance, um, what age you want to retire, and you can start to kind of see the trajectory. This this one, these calculators sort of factor in the age pension as well, which of course, you know, we never know how that's going to go. So if we, we still try and sort of bank on having as much as we can sort of self-funded from a retirement superannuation perspective, that's that's always, you know, good as a backup plan or to be conservative. So it's um it's very much about having an understanding and that knowledge and knowledge is power and with that power comes a certain amount of freedom and clarity too so it becomes a lot easier then to make your plans. 
So that's that's the first thing. When you're doing your salary sacrifice, obviously, if you're employed, if you're self-employed, you need to pay money into your super fund and you then claim a tax deduction for that in your, your tax return. Um, and you can also, if your employer doesn't allow salary sacrificing, which is paying out of your pre-tax dollars, so before you even get your, your salary, the money will have gone already to your super fund. The, the company will then just add it to the contributions that they have to make anyway. So it's actually really um, easy. You, you don't see it and you don't, you get used to having a little bit less. It's pre-tax. So there's also that benefit that you, you don't have to pay tax on any extra. Um, you can make um, contributions from after tax dollars. So you get your money, you get your salary and you can actually contribute. And then you claim a tax deduction in your tax return at the end of the year. Um, you do have to let your super fund know that you're doing that though. And there's specific forms for that. So you'd have to ask your super fund about that. So that's number one is, and that's really basically preparing for retirement. Once you get that sorted, again, you don't really have to think too much about it, especially if you're able to salary sacrifice, it'll just tick away. And before you know it, you know, you just like, oh, wow, this is really, really good. Um, And it'll just, it'll just compound over time. Markets will go up, markets will go down. So what I would then suggest doing is don't monitor it too regularly, (laughs) especially if the markets are a little volatile, uh, because it'll just, it'll just make you nuts. But just know that you're doing the best that you can. So that was number one. Number two is micro-investing. So investing is something that, that's kind of become this whole scary taboo topic. And there's lots of people who do workshops and have, you know, lessons and learning programs around, you know, how to invest in shares, how to invest in property, how to invest in crypto. There's, there's so many different things. It really doesn't have to be complex unless you are the like you discover by doing maybe because I actually did some share trading courses dis- discovered that I don't want to know about candlestick charts and technical analysis um I'm glad that that sort of t- analysis does exist but I, I'm not that kind of trading kind of person so I realized that there's actually two different things when people talk about investing there's trading which is literally like buying and selling on a regular basis and to do that you really have to know what you're doing then there's investing, which is like buying and holding. And provided you don't need the money, you like for instance, if the market crashes and the value of your portfolio crashes with it, you, it's only a loss if you if you need to sell. And so you need to make sure that you've got you're in a position that you don't need to sell because eventually over time that money will start to grow again. You know, we, when we're not constantly, life is cycles. We're not constantly in a down cycle. We're not constantly in an up cycle. So it's understanding that that's what's going to naturally happen and to not react when it does is to actually understand what you're doing and why and go, you know what? I'm, so now, now, regardless of what the market's doing, I still put money in, even though people are saying, oh, we're going to have a crash, we're going to have a crash. Well, you never know. So I just do it consistently. Um, And if the market is actually down, great. I get better deals for what I'm buying. Um, But it's consistency and staying in the market. So as the saying goes, it's not timing the market. It's time in the market. Very important distinction, even though only a slight language difference. So micro investing is where you can invest as little as a dollar. I discovered this probably about, it was probably about five and a half years ago now when it really first started to come to Australia. And I'm not normally an early adopter, <laughs> to be honest, but for this, I thought, oh, well, it's micro. I'm, I'm just, I'm investing literally spare change. I was like, I'm going to give it a go. This is, I'm going to treat it like an experiment and see what happens. Well, um, 
I literally just invested spare change, which was this the the, um, the company I chose. They're called Raise. They allow you to invest roundups. So I've connected all my bank accounts and my credit card to them. And every time I spend anything, it rounds it up and it invests it and it collects it. And it, it has a number of ways that it does it. And you can even se- uh, select the type of portfolios that you invest in. They have ethical investing options as well. They've really evolved and developed over time. Plus, there's also more um, people let more options in the market too. So I've actually created a free um, guide on, I've done a, a little bit of an overview of the different options that are available and a bit of how I did what I did. Um, so if you want that, just hop onto my website and have a look in my products um, and courses um, menu item and you'll you'll see it there. Uh, if you can't find it, just send me an email and I'll send it to you. Um, but it's, um yeah, it's a really, really good way. It's also a great way to get kids started too because they can manage it in an app on their phones if they're old enough to do that. Um, it's it's such a it's such a good a good way to get into it, and you're not investing thousands of dollars. You can get started with a little bit, dip your feet in, get get a bit more comfortable, see how things go, manage it, and then you can start to invest in direct companies if you want, or managed funds, or um, exchange traded funds, and then you start to figure out what it is that you want to know more about. And that's part of the journey as well. It's discovery and figuring out what it is that you actually want to do. Because half the time you don't know unless you try it. Um, And this is a a pretty kind of low impact way of doing that. So that was number two, micro investing. Number three is estate planning. I I harp on about this constantly. And it's really, really important to to make sure that your wishes are written down. Um, it's, It's actually not as onerous and it's not as time consuming as you think it would be, especially if you go to a lawyer and you, you kind of basically give them everything and they use templates and things too. So, and they know what they're doing. If they know what they're doing, then they'll do it really quickly too. Um, but um, I got mine mine done before my husband and I were married. And then because the state of Queensland, your will is void once you're married, we had to redo it again. So uh, we had a we had a new will drafted and ready to go. And the so two days after we got married, we went back into my lawyer's office and signed it. And that was it done. Um, and you can also kind of make allowances for children in there too. So you don't even have to change your will again once children come. Um, if you've got stepchildren, you can factor all of that into it as well. Um, so there's sort of scenarios. If this happens, this, this, and this is why it's really good, especially with the relatively complex family structures we have these days. Um, it's good to have a lawyer kind of set it up because then there's concepts of testamentary trusts as well, which help sort of protect your assets um, if it's necessary. Uh, so that's the sort of thing you really do need a lawyer to help you with but just you get it done you put your wishes down and then you can move on with life (laughs) for a while and then you can just monitor it whenever you need to so that was number three your estate plan Um, number four is I call it my money pie I think the the more common known term which you might be aware of is buckets so where you have like money buckets like my my pie and it, it will change and evolve a little bit over time depending on whether you're saving for a house deposit or whether you're saving for a car or you want to invest for children or whatever so it kind of depends on your own circumstances um, in my case about so I might if you think of the of a circle as a pie one of my my pie pieces <laughs> is carved out for bills and um, and spending so that's uh, at 60% of the pie is basically that so it's a substantial amount and that's even being debt free so it's <laughs> it's quite up there um, but then I look at I have about 10% there which I used for um, a fun fund so if I want to go have some fun I can 
have the money to do that without having to go into debt to to fund my fun. <laughs> um, and then I also spend about um, 5% saving for my daughter. So we invest for my daughter every every quarter. A few family members and I kind of pool funds and I put it in an investment for her and it grows and it's, yeah, it's going to be hopefully a really good thing for her when she's older. Um, something else to manage. 10% I use for emergencies. So I put that aside each each month. Once I've reached sort of my, my emergency account limit, which is for me, it's 12 months worth of living expenses. Uh, rule of thumb is like six to 12, just, you know, that's 12 is quite conservative, but I, I like to do that. I like to have a buffer. And then I will shift the money into other things, depending on whether or not, you know, if we need when we needed a car, we were saving for a car. Otherwise, I'll put it into my investing account. So at the moment, 15 percent, I invest still outside of super. Um, so this is and this when I say these percentages, they're percentages of your income. Um, so that's how it's sort of easier to manage when it's in a percentage form. Because if you have a dollar amount, it's, it's it, yeah, it just makes it a bit more complex to do. You you can, can you convert it obviously into a dollar amount if you want to automate your savings. You say, okay, well, say I get paid $1,000 um, in a month and I want 10% of that to go to my fund fund. So $100 on this particular date would all mat- automatically get paid into my fund fund. And that's then how you manage it. So that's that's what I call my money buckets. And it's really, it's a lot more helpful, I find, to, to manage it that way than with like a line by line budget, because that just, it gets overwhelming to manage that on a monthly basis. There's just so many, so many bills, <laughs> so many things that you buy, you know, like groceries. I'm not, I've, I'm not organized enough to, and I'm a, I'm a relatively organized person, but I can't quite get myself to the point where I do one grocery shop a month. That just, you know, there's, there's always something that we're missing for recipe and then there's fresh produce you can't buy that once a month Um, so there's always bits and pieces like that that come up so unless you can manage it like that um, then you're gonna need to to sort of have your have your money buckets um, so you can manage it a bit easier so that's that's the money pie as I call it Um, and then number five this is this one I I debated whether or not to put this one first because it's it's pretty important Um, but in terms of setting your money up it's probably kind of yeah anyway I'll get to it's it's paying your credit cards off so when I when I sort of started out um, I had credit card debt which to be honest absolutely appalled me because I watched my parents as spenders growing up um, they both immigrated to Australia with very little um, had you know built a life for themselves which they wanted to enjoy and in order to do that they spent money to enjoy it um, they wanted me to have things and I was in so many activities growing up. Like I was learning piano, I was learning violin, I was doing karate, I was ice skating, I was doing ballet, I was, oh, you name it, um, oh, um, musicianship or theory, so many things. Which, of course, you know, now I have my own daughter and, I'm, you know, she's in like two or three activities um, each term. I was like, whoa, this does add up. So, um, so I, I looked at them, so I became a saver. But then once I had my own money and I started to earn a bit more, I found myself like spending more than I was earning. And all of a sudden I had credit card debt. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, I just, so yeah. So I thought, no, no, this, something has to change here. Um, and in order to do it quick smart, like the fastest way to do it, rather than just paying it and paying lots of interest, because credit card debt, the interest rates are huge. Um, you know, they're up like 18% to 20, 25%, some of them. So they're, they're really, you know, they slug you if you don't pay it at the end of the month. Um, I use the zero interest rate percent um, balance transfers. So um, I think I, I got one 
oh, this was this is quite a number of years ago now, but I think it was a six month balance transfer, and I literally just hammered that. I focused on making sure that I paid every cent of that off um, within the six months, and I managed to get there. And I've never had credit cards that I haven't paid off at the end of it every month ever since. Like it was just I I like I created that level of discipline, which then became a habit, and now it's just part of it. I just it that's it. So, um, so paying that off, but to do it faster, I'd highly recommend looking into what's available at the moment in terms of credit card balance transfers and, and getting that paid off quick, smart, and then get rid of the cards. <laughs> you, you do still need to have a card to survive. And often, um, you can get like a debit credit card as well. If you, if you can manage that, if not, at least just, just have one with a, a, a reasonable credit limit on it, not like a 10 to $20,000 credit limit, um, Mine, I think I've got seven thousand, and that's that's more than enough. And the only reason I even have it that high is for if ever we travel and I need to buy airfares and things, um, that's kind of necessary to to have a, a limit like that for that. Um, and then when you're overseas, you never know. So I have it as a as a backup. Um, so yeah, so they're they're the five things that I focused on first, which I highly recommend. So just to recap them, number one is. Increase your super, salary sacrifice, pay um, after-tax contributions if you can, um, get your get your, your retirement uh, ready. Number two was micro-investing. Just dabble, start, get started just with whatever you can get started. You literally can do it with a dollar. Um, number three, and remember if you want the, the free guide to, to click on my website or to send me an email. Uh, number three is estate planning. Get your will and your enduring power of attorney, your guardianship wishes sorted. Just chat to a lawyer about it. They'll get it all sorted in one go and it's done. Um, And then your money buckets or your money pie. Uh, That was number four. Make sure that you understand what your big chunks are and start to put savings away for the ones like your fund fund and investing. Make sure you do that investing every month and percentage of income. Number five is then paying off the credit card debt, which we just went through. And that's, that's the things that you can focus on first. Chunk them one at a time tick them off your list and move on to the next one and just get things get things started because like I said time is your best friend when it comes to increasing your wealth in terms of debt it's your it's your worst friend um, so try and turn it around into being your best friend because your future self will thank you for it so I hope you found this useful if you have please share it with anybody else you think might uh, might like it uh, and if you feel you'd like to please leave me a review I love to hear what people think um, and yeah always trying to, to improve and make things more relevant and interesting because money doesn't have to be boring like we it's it's a tool and then once you once you get it sorted you can move on and have fun because that's what life's meant to be about so anyway have a lovely rest of your day and yeah I'll catch you next time